to be successful, you have to have your heart in your business and your business in your heart. Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Heart Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Daisha just giving you all some lost files from the Entrepreneur Podcast. Super cool to have T. Sanders, Raheem Holt, our comedians, and definitely our tech and our artist KJ as we talk about everything entrepreneurship, mental health, as we talk about you know what it means to just keep going, keep grinding, living life and living out our dreams. And so Remember, you know, entrepreneur's heart is it's in your heart or it's, it's your heart in your business. And so, again, thank you to all those three. And thank you for listening. You know, we're having a good meal. We're having a good time. But we drop a lot of gems and a lot of knowledge for our entrepreneurs. So look forward to hearing from you guys. Talk to you soon. Right. But, I mean, I do comedy. I'm an actor and also I'm a host. I kind of got into the game uh, playing around. In my hometown, Pulaski, Tennessee, which is like an hour from Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody know what Nashville is, so it's an hour from my hometown. I would kind of always grow up being a clash clown with just making funny videos, but at the time when I was doing it, I didn't know what I was doing was called, like, you know, being a comedian. Like, people be like, oh, when are you going to make a funny video? When are you going to make a funny video? But my way of making funny videos to make people laugh, I was doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, run behind McDonald's register. Or either go take the doo doo in, in the girls' restroom, or or you know what I'm saying, or throw eggs at cars. Like I used to do stupid stuff, not knowing that oh you can go to jail for this. But I never knew. Evil, bro. Just a fence. <laughs> I, I, I never knew I could really go to jail for it until like you know, because I never got caught. You know what I'm saying? But one point in time, like I ran inside like McDonald's with like my drawers on me and my best friend Zach Garrett and we and we always take care of him when we always hey, get bro, no, don't make drop. Oh y'all know this. When it's out McDonald's in Pulaski and I really never liked my drawers on. I had like power reader drawers on at the time. So I got Pulaski Tennessee. Oh Tennessee. No, not Chicago. It's like nine different Pulaski's over. So like Chicago, New York, Montana. That's a lot of decaders too. Oh word. Hurt. I think I was like 15, 16 at the time. Posted on the internet, word, and then at the same time, like the manager of McDonald's was actually the bus driver. That's how small the city is. So it got word. He had to tell my mama what happened. My mama got one of them and said, hey, your son don't take that video down. You know, going crazy you know, in his underwear in my McDonald's <laughs> restaurant. Uh, I'm a, uh, you know, like press charges. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think... My, I don't think he ever said that. I think my mom did it as a scare tactic because my dad ended up like later ended up telling me. So, but anyway, I started kind of actually making real funny videos, like you know, like if you order sex at a fast food restaurant, or if you know, you know what what happened if you know Soldier Boy got into a fight with with Pete Diddy, like real funny videos because try to make make it make sense. <laughs> All right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I really first went viral when actually I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. In 2014, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And um uh and uh I decided to take a leap of faith. You dig what I'm saying? Shout out to the people in Palace that supported me and told me what to do. And I came back, I shot a video called Who Got Robbed. So I ran inside this gas station, um, butt naked, nothing on myself hat, because I didn't want them to see you know my package, right? <laughs> uh, Chicago White Sox hat. What happened was it was me, Trey Hollis, and this and his white boy. Oh, so it was a good team. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was me, Trey Hollis, and my homeboy Derek Golden. 
and um, we just chilling, sitting by the campfire, and like I'm already already like it. 480 videos, like I make videos every day and I'm tired. I'm like, man, I just make a video every day and then it, it popped in my head because I can come up with like five ideas, videos a day. I said, hey man, we finna go viral. He's like, what? This 10 o'clock at night. He's like, what you plan on doing? I'm like, hey man, I'm finna go in the gas station and like I got robbed. Trey was like, all right, cool. So we rolled in Trey Chrysler, right? So we pull up to the gas station. He said, all right, and right here, what your black ass got me doing again? I said, all right, so I started taking off my clothes. So I'm telling him my idea while I'm ass, ass naked on this leather seat. <laughs> and I fought a couple of times. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you ever fought, but you got to open the doors, you know, like let the smell out. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I was like, all right, Trey, what's going to happen is you're going to follow me in the Shell gas station, right? Uh, and open the door or whatever. Now I'm going to open it. Derek, I want you to follow me with the camera. But, and you got to keep a white boy with you. Keep a white boy with you anytime you shoot videos, you really can't get in trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I said, Derek, while you recording, I need you to yell world star. He said, all right, cool. And I said, Trey, I, I get pissed with what I'm doing. Just go back to the car, and you're going to be the getaway car. Like, when I hop in, you're going to take off. So I run inside the gas station naked, and I said, oh, my God, sir. I got robbed. I got robbed. You got a phone. You got a phone. And the man is actually believing me because I'm a good actor at the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm a good actor. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got robbed, so you got to help me. I was like, the bloods, they, 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 you know, they, they, they robbed me, they robbed me. So he jumped with the phone, but you know, the, it's like a radio, you know, because all the radios really own Shell gas stations. I've never seen a, you know, you know, like really for sure. So anyway, what happened is, I'm uh, on um, for sure. So anyway, he give me a phone, and I like I'm on the phone with Trey. And I'm like, Trey, but they got me, but the bloods, bro, they robbed me, I'm at the gas station. I'm at the corner of uh, such and such, but I sped it up. So the video wouldn't be so long, it's like 43 seconds. And I'll, let, I'll show y'all the video too, mm -hmm. right? So after I do that, right? I run outside to go inside, right? I said, all right, y'all, I'm gonna post a video tonight, post it. Now, not knowing like I normally always get like 1,000, 2,000, 2,000 views, um, I went the next day with my phone dead. I'm like, damn, I put my phone dead. What happened was it went so crazy. When you go viral, I'm talking about viral, viral. Not, this ain't triple digits. I'm hitting millions of views. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where I went so viral, people would steal my video and put their tag on it and act like they got it. So Worldstar took it from me, like another hip hop daily page took it from me. Um, somebody put it up on YouTube. And then word got around, I don't even know if it was six hours, mm -hmm. right? All of a sudden I get a, like a beating on the door, I'm living with my mama. Take that damn video down. I said, what? But think about it, I'm grown at the time, I'm like 21, 22. Right. My mama said, take that video down, you out here, you, you embarrassing me, messing up the name. She said, looked at my daddy, Alan, what you got to say? <laughs> well, well, you just better listen to your mama. Like, <laughs> so, so my daddy just laughed. He's like, Shreek, let the boy do what he got don't want to do. He said he's going to be a comedian. You know? <laughs> so what happened when my mama said, I will look right, if you don't take that video down, I'm going to take you off the cell phone bill. Now, of course, at that moment, I did what I felt like I was supposed to do. I said, Mama, I'm going to be honest. Do what you got to do. Hey, and guess what? She kept that phone on. Hey, man, she, hey, yeah. I was the top of the town. Man, we went crazy. Matter of fact, that video got me another job and another job and then like my mama went from you stupid as hell quit making them stupid videos matter of fact ain't no recording the rule was I cannot record no more videos in my own house and still to this day she won't let me record in the house but now she let me do it because 
At first, when it was free and it was stupid, she said, hell no, nah, you ain't doing this shit here. You black ass better go dance outside, right? Whatever I want to do, right? But now, I be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? She get, like, checks mailed to her house because, like, any check I get, like, if it's in mail, I mail it to my mom's house because I want her to see the growth of the process of me getting paid for free to them, like, oh, oh, you getting, you getting what? Okay, well, you want to come home and do this video? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? The conversation is different. You dig, you dig you know what I'm saying? But but it's real real dope though you know what I'm saying so tell my folks about her baby now yeah yeah hey hey I'm telling bragging about like a motherfucker you know what I'm saying but yeah but you know so I I stayed in Nashville for like you know four or five years it's a deep story about Nashville how I almost got evicted and I definitely wanted to come back home but that's another story for a different day then now I'm living in Atlanta Um, continue to keep chasing my dream because I felt like I hit the ceiling in Nashville accomplished everything that I wanted to do while living in Nashville worked with Kevin Hart twice. Um, I was on Bob and Dudley radio show in Texas to prank call as Kevin Hart. Like, I stumped, like, probably 3,000 callers, you know what I'm saying, when they was listening in. Um, I had a chance to work with Pickler and Ben, which is a syndicated TV show. I was there three times, as well as being, like, the crowd warm up. Um, I had a chance to work with Issa Rae. I'm on the Hate You Give. I'm out there a lot of stuff in Nashville. Atlanta's, like, the next. It's, like, the next, next step. Yeah. Can I get a ranch? Ranch, pickle, pickle mustard. Oh, one thing. Pickle mustard, old fashioned please. And then Atlanta just be, just like the, the next, next step when I moved here. Like, um, I tried to do stand up comedy, but I kept buying But luckily, running with like Gohanshe Collins, right? He made me stay down so I come up, go to the trenches, work hard, and I don't want to say about like, you know, just being down in the paint for about seven months of doing stand-up from June 30th, 2019 to, you know, now my first paid show was through Erica Dutch. It's like, you know, like when you do something that you lose hope, I thought I'd never get it down. I was asleep. I prayed before I, before I took the bed. All of a sudden, Erica Dutch is calling and say, like, what's up, Ryan? What's your black ass doing? I'm like, nothing. What you got going on? She said, you want to come do some little comedy? I'm like, yeah. In that meantime, thank God, I'm doing stand-up for free because I still got to get, like, the faces down. I'm not funny the way I want to be yet. Yeah. She like, well, you know, um, it's it's paid, you know, because at the time I'm not getting paid. I need some money working at the Omni Hotel. She like, it ain't nothing but a little $75. But when she said, well, I'm like, shit, that's a lot. $75? I'm rent to the motherfucker. I called my mama that first check. I'm like, hey, mama, you quit your job. I got to go get that first check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all the, I thought I was rich when I got my first paid gig in the Atlanta. Me on the show, Erica Duchess. Jordan Jackson, and I oh, forgot. It's a bit yeah, it was based on. Matter of fact, it was at Eddie's Barbecue Place. It like it's spelled Eds though, but it's, it's pronounced Eddie. You know what I'm saying? And then, well, and then, you know, I kind of you know just appreciate the people that continue to like motivate me, encourage me, and understand like that. All right, you almost there. Just now, just it's just all about the next level of success. And I know I'm saying that you can't do it by yourself. Like you're gonna have a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's successful at the same like this guy on spot is ran by a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your business is ran by a team. Matt Donald's out. You know what I'm saying? You just can't do it by yourself. No. You know, so I realized like the next level that I need to go is, you know, building that team. Yeah. That backbone. Yeah. Uh one more thing, Mom. Catch up. You want some more ketchup? Yeah, my ketchup. Oh, that one. Right, absolutely. Because, because one of my clients was like, hey, I like this, this rap ride of Memphis. 
And when I reached out to his team, I met his whole entire team. Mm -hmm. And so a part of his team uh, was like, you know, hey, I'll be in Atlanta. And uh, we're going to pull up to my boy's comedy show. Like comedy. Show up. Now it's in the middle of, what was that, Alpharetta? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, And it was cool because you had a chance to see people. And I, I don't feel like anybody was from Atlanta. Like nah. everybody was, yeah. From my town. And so being able to not only just meet you, but build relationship. Because I've seen, I, I feel like every single one of those comics, even after that, like. It, yeah, because you had Mr. Inappropriate. You had like three comedians from Baltimore that was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just connecting with Raheem and. Brian, one of the things that I really appreciate about you too is like you, you're hungry and you have that open mind. So when it came to come here, and I was like, you know what, comedy is such, you know, in pandemic time, comedy is so necessary, it's good for the soul, it heals. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to see if we can have a show here. And so, you know, uh, and you know, bless the owners of this place, they're like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know they they allowed me to do the two of them here. But um, one of the things that I really appreciate is like you never gave up on being consistent with your media. You know, even when you know even those that you love the most was against it. Right, you understood the power of relationships. You understand what it means to finesse your way into some stuff. Right, keep you keep you a European. (laughs) 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 Right, but then. You also can go back and say you have these metrics and these goals that you're always aspiring and going to, and and you're not comfortable because it's like, nah, we, we have to get to the next level. So yeah. I definitely wanted to make sure that that was why you were in the room. Right. I greatly appreciate that. Sure. And then I want to also like thank you too because it's a lot of people like that you meet that um they're not willing to like roll with the person mm-hmm. for like one, two, and five years because some people they might pop after a social media video and they success come fast like shitty, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, they success might come slow and gotta put a lot of work in. I like, me uh-huh. Or 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 DC, you know what I'm saying? You see where you at now took him a couple of years, one overnight. You know. But the fact like that you was able to, you know, like to take a gamble on me and work with me no matter the situations, even though I'm still in some shit, you know. Well, we finna go. We still get through it, though. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's bad. But the fact that, like, you know, that you see the vision I have, and you see the drive and hunger, it's like because some people, like, they got the hunger but no vision, like they grinding for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can give. I promise, we can walk outside. We, you can walk outside right now. I can talk to somebody. I'm like, hey, how you doing, Raheem Hope? Man, guess what? You just won. $50,000. Right? They're like, oh, snap. Okay, thank you. What are you going to do with the money? Um, um, uh, 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 give it to my mama. Um, you got 10 seconds to decide or the money come back to me. A person going to me be like, Ryan, you just won $50,000. What are you going to do with the money? Oh, buy land and invest it to my company. What's next? If you know what I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? So you was able to, I understand when it comes to working with people like at the higher level, like, the assignments are like the requirements that you give me. It made me think on the higher mindset because sometimes, like, it's times where I think small, and then she, and then you like, nah, bigger. I'm like, oh shit, wait, what, what you doing? 
like, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I didn't know we could do that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, that's the, because when I, like, think bigger, like, you know, when you come big-minded to small-minded people, they're like, ah, oh, you sure you think they might say yes or no, or, you know, where you going to Right, right. It's like, oh, shit, but you, you like, you like, nah, bigger. We going to do this. Like, why the fuck we going to lollygag? You know what I'm saying? Which is greatly appreciated, you know, and I'm continuing to, you know, a course that make you proud, and I can't wait to be able to, you know, introduce you to new people because there's already names like that I dropped you in that you even haven't even uh, walked into yet because people already know your name. You know what I'm saying? So, which is really, really dope. So, for sure. So, definitely, thank you. Love it. that I talk to and make you feel specifically like I'm, I'm here for you, you know? So, when I go on stage, I can do that with every single person in the room because I've already connected with your spiritual. That's why I can do it for free. I will not <laughs> do it for free anymore. Yeah. But, not even up there. It's just, I pay everyone for their bell, for their, for their gift. Everybody should be paid for their gift. You know what I mean? Uh, like what I provide for you is already happiness and joy and stuff like that. And that's a blessing, because I know what I did with you guys. Remember when I came and did your room for you in the coffee shop? God yes. gave me a box of comments. I need it. Just relax. 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 Ah, there's a baby out there. That is not <laughs> <laughs> I love us for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, but now the goal is taking it as far as I can go with it. Yeah. You know, walking in my purpose, stepping into my greatness. <clears throat> this guilt that I have been, you know, ignored for a while. It was better time than the present. You know, I want to be an actress. I want to do all. I want to do it all. I want to do it all. It's up to the top. And it's, it's, it's stupid now. Because I, <laughs> I got time. At what point moment do you realize, all right, you know what? Even after you performed for the first time in Texas, did it feel time for that lady? When did you start to cope in your mind, like, you know what? I got something that I'm going to continue to keep doing. Because, you know, sometimes when you do it. I think even to this point, it's a very, you have to go through some shit. You can, you can. You can be really good at something and not appreciate it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go. And I think I used to talk to you this day. So I was like, yo, uh, I'm just here. I, you know, when you met me, wow, we met. I wasn't even doing comedy. Right. And you were like, I felt like you were pitching me even when I, did I something for me? So Mike had an art show. I know you were one of the vendors in the art show. And your mama was there. That's what's so funny. It's like, y'all. No, I put I got a face to it. Yes. You remember one? Yeah. So, I met Daisha during the pandemic and created a clothing brand. Wow. Because at that time, I was going through a divorce and I could not find anything funny. So, I stopped doing comedy. There was nothing funny about what I was going through. And I just, even when I was hurt, it was, I was in so much pain. So, I created my clothing brand, Silence Unlimited about creating a, 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 a time of comfort during a time of discomfort, you know? And so with the pandemic, that was all that it was. All you heard about was death and shit like that. So I needed a way to still bring joy to people, even when I couldn't verbally do it. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I created my clothing brand. This is on the shirt, Mental Health Media. And um, I, so we did this uh, art show, this vendor, and here comes Doc and her friend or whatever. And she, I don't really even know how we turn You didn't even bring anything. We just started. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're ready for dessert. <laughs> you really want to 
Should I do the cookies and cream or should I do the peach cobbler? The cookies and cream. I see I can mix your these and peach cobbler. Okay. So I'm gonna tell me it's good. Sometimes they don't I don't like it, they say it's burnt. So I appreciate you. Oh, you cool, y'all. Please, thank you. You're welcome. So appreciate you. And I guess I can take a, a box for you. And if you still do not remember where me and you met, then, because I remember exactly oh, how I met. Hold on, Randy. Hold on. Hold on. Say, hold on. Don't tell me. This is my first time going comedy. You want to be on Here, stand up. Was it a box? Nope. And it was a box. And then you said the pizza. Come on, Chocolate chip and then you want chocolate chip. I gotta come back for that. Okay. That's fine. Ah, oh, need help? Good. Okay, so what would you like? Uh, cookies and cream, almond raisin. Almond raisin and chocolate chip. Is that it? Oh, wait, no, I want almond raisin like him. Two, two of those. Two almond raisin with ice cream? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So do you remember what we met at? I know exactly what we met at. Wait, wait, wait. I ain't got so, wait, wait, hold on. So, okay. So we talked. You didn't buy anything. We just talked and had a conversation. Oh, that's right. Because I knew I was gonna, I was gonna hire you anyway. Yeah. So you said something. I was like, oh, well, I'm a comedian. He was like, I'm looking into doing shows or something like that. Just had a conversation with. Him. So I hadn't heard from you for like. <laughs> I had heard from you. But I, you know, I was like, oh, everybody say, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you and she hit me up out of nowhere, like, hey, do you remember me? Like, what's up, dog? Yeah. Uh, uh, Right, but you're you, you also have this this tech background, which 
you know, and we'll talk more about, you know, definitely how that, that just changes the game for us as a culture. Like, I guess, talk to us a little bit about you, where you're from, and, and kind of how you got to what you're working on today. Yeah, for sure. You know, people call me KJ. By many different names, Morpheus, you know what I'm saying? Neo, the one. Squad! Squad! It depends on your preference. But, um, no, long story short, um, I'm, I'm really heavily, deeply rooted into music. Uh, my father, he was a musician back in the day, he was a producer, not a musician. So, I was kind of born into it. You know what I'm saying? I was always as a kid in the studio with him or around different celebrities, this, that, and that. It was kind of normal. I grew up in it. And by the time I was in high school, I went to three different high schools. I was so by the time I was in high school, my main base was the studio. That's where we lived. We lived in the studio. Like, I didn't have a bedroom. We had a living room, two living rooms, two studios. He had his lounge area. And I slept on that couch at the five at the time. And that's how I went through my high school career. Living in the studio, going to high school, waking up at six after going to sleep at three. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that type of stuff. Because I would go to high school and then come back, and my pops would be like, yo, we got a session. Do your homework out of this session. Mm. And then the session would be over until 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I got to wake up at six to get ready to go. Go back to school. Do you still graduate? And I still graduate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stress for you, right? I, I, like, I didn't make it in that studio. <laughs> so I kind of I was like in a studio boot camp for, for real. You know what I'm saying? For like you know, four years of my life. So by the time I turned 18, I mean, my pops just wasn't really seeing eye to eye anymore. You know, at that time, I was a full grown man. He's already been a man, so we all got different ideologies about how we want to live our lives. So I moved out. And that's really, I didn't really start taking, because I was always, like I said, I was always in the studio, I lived there, it was normal with me, so I didn't take it serious, you know what I'm saying, like, when I was staying with him, I would have sessions, like, I, I did a few sessions with Seven Street, I got songs with G Herbo, as a matter of fact, G Herbo, um, on his first, first mixtape, I did Rolling Rolling, I did 100 Days, 100 Nights, Spring Mansions, yeah, so, I worked with a lot of these people, Lil Reese, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people. So, but it was normal to me. I didn't like it wasn't like an accomplishment for me because that's how I, that's, that's what I grew up in. So, yeah. So I, I took, I took, I didn't take advantage of it. I, I took it for granted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I moved out at 18 and I didn't have that access to the studio, I couldn't take a shit out of the studio or think of something and then lay it down on wax. I was like, yo, damn, I just got this dope song. Damn, I got Studio, I gotta pay for studio time, I gotta pay for this, that, and third. You know what I'm saying? It really made me humble myself and appreciate what I grew up into. So after I moved out, I started taking it super serious, uh, the making music and just engineering in general. And instead of coming out as an artist, I wanted to come out as an engineer first. Because nine times out of ten, you come out as an artist first and people don't know you. You're a target, you know what I'm saying? People look at you up and down. They're like, oh, damn, what does he do that I don't do? What do I do that he doesn't do? Type stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's really a, a, yeah, it's a, a doggy dog, 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 dog game, you know what I'm saying? So, 
instead of approaching it that way, I wanted to approach it. I wanted to be somebody that other artists were comfortable with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a Neo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because yeah. most artists, when they see Neo, they're going to ask for Or the dream, like the people that start behind, knowing they already had the work. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so, anyways, I started. Not I started engineering I mean, you other people like super heavily. I made some ads, got them on Craigslist, Facebook, this and third. Got um got somebody to hit me. Somebody hit me up, asked me to be their engineer. This is when I'm 18, 2014. It's a cool experience. Cool experience. Don't do that. I did. <laughs> you told me the number, but I was like, I didn't yeah. So cool experience and all, but this is really me learning, you know what I'm saying? I'm really learning at this point because, like I said before, I was taking advantage of it. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was just there. It was cool. Now you got to self-promote. Yeah, you. you know what I'm saying? You so grind. You got to self-promote. You got to grind. Not even that. I have to hone my skills because a lot of the people who were doing what I was doing were doing it way better than how I was doing it. Engineering, that's that last step. That's the last step, you know what I'm saying? Like, the engineer is the, the driver of the car, you know what I'm saying? Like,
That's cool. That Italian joint. Ice cream. Yeah, Italian joint. So I'm working at the airport for office. Yeah. While I'm here. Let me know. Oh, no, my brother. You guys have a long. Yeah. You mind if I have a cookie in the cream tour? Sure. With oval raisin, sugar, or oval, or chocolate chip. What's your favorite? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip is what I want. She said, yeah. And then he to the bartender, I need another one, whatever it is. Uh, I, I don't know if she's going to want it. You want to go up there and see, because I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, let me, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not. You mind real quick? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if she remembers you. I don't forget, Wolbeck. This is my first time shooting the podcast out. So, you know, everything's going to process. And... Takeaways already is I need another one of those cameras. I need one camera for each person. So I have to keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just your face. Right, right, right. And I had the same on her, but for them two, I had three. So, 
They put me in there, man, and it was dope. It was a, a, a dope-ass cohort. They taught us how to code using the, nice. the Java language back in, back in coding. So I got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, see, sequel is definitely your plan, no matter what you do. So I know sequel. Python, a little bit. Java, HTML, for sure, for sure. CSS, all that stuff. So, I went I went to the cohort, and it was, it was dope as hell, too, because I was still able to keep my job at Carabas. I just had to move to, to part time and work on the weekends. So, the cohort was Monday through Friday from uh, 8 to 5 every day. Yeah, so I'm Monday through Friday working, doing that, doing homework, and then Friday, Saturday, Friday, I mean Saturday and Sunday is Carabas. Yeah. So, literally, no days off for a whole year. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And after that process was complete, I was able to land the uh, internship at Emory. Mm. Uh, in the bio, yeah, the biomedical field. And I wasn't doing no biomedical stuff. I was just doing coding, making websites and stuff. Just doing that for two years. I didn't get ready to collect my check. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just eating for real, for real. And at the same time, while I'm collecting my check, I'm starting to invest in my music. Yeah. Because at this time, I know that I got all this music out of made. You know what I'm saying? I got all this experience. I got a story to tell. Now I'm gonna do it. Am I just gonna let it sit on the shelf and collect less? Or am I gonna do something with it? And I have to think about this because anybody who, who's in that situation, they're just gonna wanna drop the shit. Yeah, just put the shit out. You know what I'm saying? Just let people hear it. I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to really strategize and see what the best way was to do it. So, from the money that I made during the internship, I um, started up the LLC mm. for my entertainment company. That's what I'm talking about. Called Major League Entertainment LLC. So every, every you hear it? <laughs> everything that um, that I do music wise is copyrighted under that name, so I don't have to copyright the song anymore. You know what I'm saying? So. Ooh. I, I so everything is yours? Yeah, everything is mine. Everything, I mean, I'm not signing this song, you know, that's a little bit. So, that's a bad man. I, I, invested, I invested in that. I invested into the equipment, the, the engineering equipment, so that I don't have to be at nobody else's studio. So that's what I'm saying. That's people really important. You know what I'm saying? People come to my career. Literally. You know what I'm saying? I can make them out. I literally did. You let you let them rent yourself out? No. Alright, okay. No. Yeah. I'll let them rent. They gotta come to me. Nah, I'll let them rent. 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 i and it also allowed me to create, to strategize and create a strategy when it comes to marketing because how I do my marketing is I have my website and instead of releasing, like I have some songs on streaming services that you can go and listen to and don't. That's me, all my data. Yeah, all my data. So, but I have my website and I have my EP and a lot of other songs on the website that you can't get anywhere else. Wow. So, in order for you to get my EP, you gotta buy my yeah, EP from my album. And all that money goes to me, the streaming yeah. services. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm marketing my music. I'm trying to create like an, an exclusive exclusivity when it comes to my music. Like, so, your, like your own world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when, when you hear a, a major league song, you're like, oh damn, when you get that, when that come out, damn, I can't find this nowhere. I need that. 
type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when people don't have access to it, that's when they really want it. So, and the tech, the tech industry, it just allowed me to really dive into that type of shit. Hold into having your own individuality. You feel me? Like it, it really makes you because it's it, it gives you a technical aspect to everything. You start to analyze everything, but there's still a creative aspect to it as well, like creating websites and designing apps and shit. You still gotta have some type of creativity towards it. So I never did shy away from the musical aspect because I still was always in some type, type of creative lane. So after that year of doing the tech stuff and two years of doing the, um, the internship, I was just really able, I mean the internship was easy as hell, so I was really able to just focus on my shit the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Just go to work, do that for a few hours and come home and hone my craft. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what's up. So that's because what's up. you can make a buck while doing what you love to do. Because exactly. IT, bro, y'all investing. Listen, IT pays. Yeah. Tech yeah, pays. Sure it yeah. And it's not, and it's really crazy because the, the knowledge is out there it's, it for everybody to get in contact with. You know what I mean? There are certificates. It doesn't take full schools and stuff like that for you to make decent money, bro. But you gotta have the mental capacity and the want to. It, it, but not even that. The thing about it is, people don't even realize how important the tech industry is for us and for the future. So people, they know about all of these coding opportunities and these cohorts, but they don't think that it's gonna really amount to anything because they're not realizing that in the future, the only jobs people must really well, we don't have is like digital, digital and tech jobs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Everything else is going to Okay, I'm gonna go take out. the class. <laughs> <laughs>
figured out that the world was going to end because I was like, oh, Lord, is it? Oh. Is okay. it my time? Is it my